Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more health issues with the dog's joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now, my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house, and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com RLRC and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com slash R-L-R-C. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. In Texas, a new sketch to identify the last known victim of a serial killer known as the Candyman is released. In Pennsylvania, a man who crashed his car into the second story of a house is charged after the crash was determined intentional and a Baton Rouge man is arrested after police find 300 photos of children and bestiality porn on his computer. These stories and more coming at you today, Monday, August 14th on Real Life, Real Crime Daily, and I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavina. What up, fellas? What up? What up? Happy Monday. I'm exhausted. There's nothing happy about Monday. Yeah. Well, Monday, fun day. Hey, every day above our uh, dirt is a good day. Best week ever starts now. I've spent spent some days below dirt. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they were (laughs) self-imposed. They're always always self-imposed. But let's get down to some true crime time. Crime for Monday. For Monday, and the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children released a new sketch this week of one of the victims of a serial killer known as the Candyman, Candyman. in hopes of positively identifying him. The victim, who became known as John Doe 1973, was found deceased on August 9th of that year in Houston, but officials said he was most likely dead for at least a year the victim was a white male possibly with a hispanic mixture 
with long brown hair. He was wearing striped Catalina swim trunks and a khaki shirt with a red, white, and blue peace symbol on the back and USA underneath it. The victim also had dark blue corduroy pants, a leather ankle bracelet, and a brown leather in brown leather cowboy boots. He is estimated between 15 and 18 years of age. According to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, the victim had spinal bifida, which could have affected the way he walked. John Doe, 1973, remains the last unidentified victim of serial killer Dean Arnold Coral, who was known as the Candyman. Candyman. Coral kidnapped and killed almost 30 young men in Houston between 1970 and 1973. Do the math on that. Somebody's one a month. These victims were known as the Lost Boys. Uh, He reportedly got the moniker because he worked as his mother's candy at his mother's candy company and handed out free candy to boys in the neighborhood. And that's where you get the, hey, you want some candy when people are talking about these snatchers. On August 8th of 1973, Pasadena Police Department officers went to 2020 Lamar Street in Houston and found 17-year-old Elmer Wayne Henley next to Coral's dead body on the ground. Henley said he shot Coral in self-defense. Mm. Good for good for him. Soon Henley and another teen showed police several places where they hid bodies of their victims, including a storage shed, a reservoir, and a beach. Investigators wow. located 28 bodies. But the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children says the true death toll will never be known. Henley and Brooks helped lure victims to Coral's home under false pretenses of fun, and they would later kill the boys. And we'll post a picture of an artist uh, rendition sketch of the last known, uh, last unknown victim of the Candyman, and and yeah. uh, let our listeners kinda, look at it. Gave away the year when they said corduroy pants. Right? Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Uh, but I, I know I'm not making light of it. Uh, it's it's absolutely hey, horrible. Imagine and, if and I, I wasn't familiar with that. Back that. Then. I don't know I, a whole lot about that story. Boys. There's actually a documentary on it. But, mm. uh, but the the it's horrible. I mean, yeah, awful. Imagine if they had had the internet and everything. Back then, how big it would have been. Well, and we have a lot of listeners in Texas region, and, uh, and Lamar Street. Being that this is out of Houston, yeah, Lamar Street we're share is it. right in in the heart of Houston. I mean, the courthouse and stuff is right by there. So that's right. All right, so let's take you to Chi Town, y'all. Jeez, when are they going to quit over there? I don't get it. A nine-year-old Chicago girl was riding her scooter outside of her home last weekend when she was fatally shot. Police have arrested a man who reportedly complained about noise in the neighborhood. Michael Goodman, 43, is charged with first-degree murder in connection with the death of Sriva Medina, uh, Chicago police said. According to Chicago Police Department, Goodman lives on the same street as a girl in the city's Portage Park neighborhood where the shooting occurred just before 10 p.m. on August the 5th. Moments before the shooting, Neighbors reported that Goodman was upset by the noise the kids were making outside. It just didn't make sense. None of it made sense, neighbor Megan Kelly told the Chicago Sun-Times. Everybody in the community would just tell him they are just kids having fun playing. Just let them be. That's when Goodman allegedly approached a group of people on the sidewalk and shot the girl in the head. Now, y'all, this Mm. is a nine-year-old girl. 
Sariva's father then tackled the man, and during the scuffle, the gun discharged and a bullet struck Goodman in the face. Well, I'm pretty sure that, mm, you know, That's you know what I'm saying? Just the, the initial the, the, piece the, of justice. Right. Goodman was taken to, oh, I'm sure they did it, and they, they um, nobody's going to say it. The dad just shot him, right? But Goodman was taken to a nearby hospital in a critical condition while the girl died a short time later. Police said a gun was recovered from the scene and Goodman was arrested the same night. Sariva was described on her GoFundMe page as a beautiful girl who adored her dog and her father more than anything. She was only nine years old. She had her whole life ahead of her, the page reads. In a sign of the state of things in Chicago, this unfortunately wasn't the first time this family experienced tragedy. Sariva's mother, 29-year-old Blanca, Miranda was shot and killed five years ago. Isn't that crazy, y'all? It's horrible. It's just absolutely. Nine now. So at four, she loses her mother to a murder. And then then she just walks up and shoots him in front of everybody. There are are so many nuts out there on the loose that would have been institutionalized decades ago that are just. That's like the the guy in Texas did the same thing. Remember? Right, right. Well, they were asking him to stop making noise with the uh, yeah, with the gun. The neighbors. And uh, all. But this, I mean, we had a crazy we had a crazy lady do something similar. Yeah. Shot um, him because it was they were kids being kids and making too much noise. But how could you be that out of your to lose your mind that badly where you just walk it's, right it's out shot of her, your place and shoot? It's shot it right in front of her, her daddy. Front, yeah, and everybody else. I don't know. Okay. Um, we haven't been to Syracuse in a while. Let's Syracuse. go to Syracuse, the Q's in <laughs> upstate New York. The Q's. The Q's. Yeah, Q's. Okay. Like the cock. A lot of it's people where I grew up went, really? to the, went to the Q's. They Q's has, the Q's? A, Q's has a, a, the number one or sometimes number two ranked journalism school in the in the country. So a lot of people in media, I mean, half the folks you saw the, uh, as part of the original ESPN were all Syracuse people. People like Bob Costas. I mean, big really? uh, big folks that uh, that are Newhouse yeah. school grads. Also got basketball team, the Orange, right? Yeah. The Orange men. Yeah. Well, they're no longer the Orange men. I don't know yeah. why they had to. I'm sure it was some trim the shit. men off of Orange Man. I guess there was some kind of Trump native uh, American <laughs> reference. Yes, Trump filed uh, charges against him. But Syracuse police officers responded to the 900 block of South Geddes Street for an injured animal complaint. Mm. When they when they arrived, they found a black and white pit bull with a stab wound in its neck. That was when a man approached them and identified himself as Thomas Hemingway. Hemingway claimed he had stabbed the dog in self-defense. He said the dog bit him on his right leg, and so he stabbed the dog once, and then it ran off. Hemingway pulled up his pant leg when police asked to show where the dog had bit him, and there were no injuries there. Right. The lack of any bite injury created great suspicion for the cops, who would later find surveillance footage that captured the incident. Miss mm. Jerry, close your ears. Forgot to tell you. That footage contradicted Hemingway's account of the event. 
Thomas Hemingway, 31, was then arrested and charged with aggravated animal cruelty. Syracuse Police Department posted images of Hemingway carrying out the violent act on an innocent animal on Facebook, causing outrage in the community. The Facebook post described how Hemingway walked along the sidewalk towards the dog and its owner, who was walking it on a leash. At some point, the owner let go of the leash, and Hemingway is seen approaching the dog with a large butcher's knife in his hand. In a second image, Hemingway is seen with the butcher's knife raised over his head, aimed at the pit bull. Hemingway is currently being held in Onondaga County Justice Center, Time out, folks. He's I just believe in the, in the middle of a very serious story. This I know. He was acting. That was that was Jim alone. I'm gonna, they're going to send can't you. I believe this dude's walking down the street with a butcher knife. Yeah, right. I, I I just can't believe that the owner just left too. I mean, the owner didn't do anything when this happened. This is bizarre. The attack occurred on July 26th at 8:25 in the evening. One local uh, uh, responded to Facebook saying, uh, quote, I hope his cellmate is a dog lover who follows local news. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that that's a, uh, that's a good one. But I, I was equally as upset that, uh, that the owner has not been identified of this dog. Right. So the, the guy comes and you're walking. He was walking several dogs. For some reason, he lets go of the leash of this dog. This guy, I mean, just kills the dog with a butcher knife. And the owner isn't there when the police are there, when he just scurries away. So I, almost as bad – well, not almost as bad, but I don't know what the heck the owner's just, story is for running away. But but this guy, I mean uh, – I, if I, I, put, if I was a cop and I rolled up on somebody and they're, they're carrying a butcher knife, I mean, you don't walk down the street with a butcher knife. For at 830 at night in Syracuse. Right. No, I, I don't – unless he was a yeah, butcher. Yeah, I'm yeah. questioning that yeah. before anything else. Crazy story. story. Sad, sad. All right. A Georgia man broke into a Florida church and caused several thousand dollars worth of damage. But then he baptized himself in the sanctuary (laughs) pool. So I guess he made it all okay. Did he go to confession as well? Well, officers responding to a burglary call at the Emerald Beach Church of God in Panama City Beach on Friday discovered that Derek Porter had used a cinder block to smash the window and get inside. A female church employee fled when she heard the glass breaking. While inside, Porter caused approximately $8,000 worth of damage to the church. He then loaded several electronics, including a television and computer, into his truck, along with the church's money bag. The suspect, who was uh, out on a burglary charge, he was out on bond from Georgia, was found to be in possession of methamphetamine, imagine that, and drug paraphernalia when he was arrested, and he stated he could not remember what happened during various moments inside of the church. Police said he did remember, however, baptizing himself in the church baptistry pool. Porter claims something was holding his head under the water while he was in the pool. He was touched. He was touched. Porter has been charged with burglary of an occupied structure, criminal mischief, possession of methamphetamine, and possession of drug paraphernalia. Yeah. Got in there. For his crime. Got in there and got 
touched. Why would you, you know, what blew my mind about this whole thing, besides the fact that he decided to baptize himself after yeah. he did it, was why going to church $8,000 worth of damage yeah. just, just for the sheer hell of it? Meth, right? Yeah. Meth that does the body good. Yeah, it does. But he did baptize himself, so oh, there you have mean. it. Hope that works. I don't, out for I don't believe you can baptize yourself. I'll have to. I'll have to check on the ruling there. But unless he's in the priesthood, I don't think he can baptize. Did, did you himself. know I'm an ordained minister? Yes. Did you know that for real? Yes. I, I, I I've done several weddings now. If I have a third wedding, uh, yeah. Oh, you're in trouble now. <laughs> Every day, he's kidding, Mister. Never ever. Probably I won't have another wedding. All right. Well, hell of a story. Yeah. Um, now I'm going to take you to one. And I've been in this county in my most favorite state besides Louisiana, Wisconsin. Uh, a 74-year-old former teacher in Wisconsin was found guilty of repeatedly sexually assaulting a teenage student and faces hundreds of years in prison for the crimes. Mm. And... Nelson Koch, that's K O C H. That's I know how to say that because I got my um, could be Koch. Well, this is good strong German name, and it's actually could be Coke. Listen to me, I'm gonna tell you why. My grandmother because you'd rather my, say the word Koch. on my dad's side. <laughs> yes, 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 exactly. Well, was a cock from <laughs> Chicago originally? And that's how that's how they said it. So anyway, check it out now. This so it's a lady, y'all. Um, and anyway, she's convicted by a Monroe County jury on 25 counts against her for sexually assaulting a 14 year old male student in the basement of a private school in Toma. That's where Shane and, and Tracy live. Uh, that's where I go when I go out there. Toma, Wisconsin, great place. During anyway, that this happened during Unless the 2016 you got a school there. Yeah, during the 2016 2017 school year. And Monroe County District Attorney Kevin Kroninger said in the July 31st press release, the jury, it only took them five hours, y'all, before they came back with a guilty verdict. The victims of these crimes is an incredible, I'm sorry, the victim of these crimes is an incredibly brave young man, the ADA said. Um, he spoke the truth, and the jury heard him loud and clear. We are so grateful to the jury for the dedication to finding the truth and <laughs> I'm, I might just show me the picture of this monster. Uh, uh, Skiles asked the Monroe County Circuit Court Judge Richard Radcliffe to revoke Cox bond and remain remand her to custody pending sentencing, but the judge released her. Uh, Woody can't talk anymore. With, He's looking at this picture and he's going, oh, my God. Until October 27th sentencing hearing. And... She's facing more than 600 years in prison. That's not enough. Yeah. She's 74 years old. That's a WTF. Right? Doing a 14-year-old. Raping a 14-year-old. Can't believe that's in Toma. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. That's one of the nicest towns, that, uh, or I guess it's the city. Or period. was or was no for real. I'm I'm driving in, in downtown. I see uh, everything is so green and beautiful and clean. No trash, no litter. And I see this really really nice building, right? 
I'm like, that's a cool looking place. You know what it was? Jail. Public restrooms. Mm. You couldn't have that shit down here. People been public restrooms. Public restrooms. It was like, it's nice as like a mansion, but it was like a public restroom center. Look, we're gonna post this picture, y'all. This yeah, lady looks like Aunt B. I mean, she she looks like uh, just a she, nice little old lady. Yeah, no, she's not. So she's a monster. Mm-hmm. But shout out to all my uh, to all our fans in Toma. Uh, Do your friends up there have to pee a lot? Is there a, is there a thing I in that town where everybody has anything. to pee a lot? I mean, just maybe. Oh, you know what? They drink a lot. Holy shit! Them people drink. <laughs> Come on, yeah. Wisconsin's known for beer and cheese. And then it's and funny how you'd make, you'd make pals with them. Yeah, right. See, we, have yeah. we have anything in common. I got, I got a brother from another mother living up there and my sister too. So It's springtime, boys. The grass is green, the birds are chirping, and the kids will be out of school soon. That makes it the perfect time to plan a family vacation. And we know from the stories we cover that this is not exactly the time to take the family to the Caribbean. You don't want to end up in the middle of some cartel drug shootout. So this year, it's time to take an international journey. And of course, a big international trip is just one reason to learn a new language with Rosetta Stone. You might have a different one. Maybe you want to connect with family or friends living overseas. Maybe you want to acquire a new skill for work or better understand a certain culture. Rosetta Stone has helped me have fun with my mother and at least have partial conversations in Italian after only a few lessons. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users in 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and many more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. No English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. Intuitive process, you pick up a language naturally, designed for long-term retention, speech recognition. The true accent feature is like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and an amazing value. That's right, Woody. A lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Sayonara. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love it. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this. And you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies 
really kicked up with it, right? I use AstroPro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those rows, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. Go to AstroProAllergy.com for a discount so you can AstroPro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directive for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. AstroPro and go. Not my, not my real sister. My no, no, no. Sister I'm, I'm, uh, I'm thinking about that one. Um, let's go to my favorite state. Let me get. Wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. Uh, Pennsylvania. Ding, ding. There you go. Where a man allegedly crashed his car into a house intentionally. Okay. Is that shocking? Right. The man has been charged with aggravated assault and other charges after police allege he intentionally crashed his car into a Pennsylvania home. The incident occurred on Alfreda Road in Decatur Township, Mifflin County. Mifflin. Does that remind you of anything? Dunder Mifflin. Dunder Mifflin. Where Where is that? Paper sellers. What? Dunder Mifflin? I have no idea. Oh my God, are you serious? I don't know. The office? The office? That's the company they work for on the show. The oh, no, I never saw that. Oh, that's never, great. Yeah, never saw it. You were not an office guy. I just never saw wow, it. Wow. Okay, sell paper. Okay, see. Michael Kenny Powers. people who made fun of me and not Kenny Powers. Kenny Powers is, is the only funny thing I ever watched, probably. That is so funny. <laughs> that is something about me. <laughs> it's not the stupidest stuff I've ever done, a, by the way. You're out. <laughs> I do. Look, my favorite character is, is Maria. Uh, Mar- Maria steals the show. I, uh, I don't. Know how that woman, what they had to pay her for her to be willing to get naked on that show. Oh my God. Anyway, back to the bad driver in Pennsylvania. Uh, his name is Evan Miller. He's only 20 years old. He drove his vehicle off the road and into this home on purpose. It was determined through investigation that the crash was an intentional act, according to the Pennsylvania State Police. In a photo shared by the Junction Fire Department, the crash car is seen with its back two wheels hanging off the roof over the porch of this house while its crushed hood is partially broken through the top floor bedroom. Joan Lepley, who lives at the home, said she was visiting her cousins nearby when they heard and felt the commotion of the crash. Quote, there's a man on your roof and there's a car on your roof. She recalled her relatives telling her after they went outside. According to Lepley, the vehicle veered off of Alpharetta Road and collided uh, with the embankment outside her home, causing the car to propel upwards and onto the front porch. She and her family escaped with no injuries following the crash. We thank the Lord that he hit the second story, because if it would have come through at the ground level, my cousins and I would probably have been killed. The driver was taken to the hospital. Uh, After they got him, they finally were able to get him out of the vehicle and off the roof following the crash. He was charged with aggravated assault, recklessly endangering another person, careless driving, criminal mischief, and other charges. It's still not immediately clear why or how police are so confident that this was was an intentional That's what I was waiting on. But they are. Miller has yet to 
in, in enter a plea. But if you look at this picture, I don't know how anyone would intentionally Holy shit. It's a, it's do the this. Picture is it's like some Dukes of Hazard shit, uh, airborne, right? Oh, uh, up. I mean, and how do you get that hot? The the I have you no know, he did it. Like the, the the curb is here, but how could the curb launch you like I, that? That is. We'll, a, we'll post this picture, but I mean, this house is true. This yeah, car insane. is that's, through that's the second a, story a, of this house. A teen is accused of killing a homeless woman in San Diego and said he was hobo hunting when he did that. Right. Yeah, an 18 and 19-year-old were arrested last week after they shot and killed a homeless woman with a pellet gun back in May. Damn. In the early morning hours of May 8th, officers from the department's Neighborhood Policing Division found an unconscious female. They tried to wake her up, but she was unresponsive. Paramedics arrived and were unable to determine why the woman was unresponsive. She was transported to the hospital, and doctors determined the victim had been shot several times with a pellet gun, and her wounds were non-survivable. The victim was identified as 68-year-old Annette Perschel, and she died three days later on May 11th. Crazy. Officials from the hospital spoke with the police department and detectives from the homicide unit. They started investigating. So detectives concluded Perschel was most likely homeless when she was killed. And on July 31st, the medical examiner uh, ruled her death a homicide. According to police, detectives identified two suspects and arrested 19-year-old Ryan Hopkins and 18-year-old William Ennis. Ennis is charged with first-degree murder, possession of an assault weapon, uh, two counts of failure to embed steel in firearm, and Hopkins was booked on a charge of assault with a deadly weapon that is not a firearm. Ennis and Hopkins both pled not guilty, so... Basically, what happened was they, uh, Hopkins drove Ennis to the area where Ennis shot Partial. Ennis reportedly sent a group text and said, I'm going hobo hunting with a gun. Holy so shit. that's smart. You're going to shoot someone and then right. send out a group text and tell everybody. Partial suffered wounds to the head, torso, and leg, and investigators located an air rifle in Ennis's home. Uh, they were able to match to that uh to that murder, and both men are being held without bonds. Murder with pellet gun. Hobo, hobo hunting. Hobo hunting. And I, they I, deserve I everything you, they get in jail. Yeah, I, I agree. I bet you they didn't really in, intend to kill. They, no, they it was a pellet gun. We're gonna just light a hobo up and may, make him feel some pain. And unfortunately, this elderly lady died from it. Yeah. And. So you think a pellet gun, you're just going to, ouch, it stings. Right. It, let me oh, tell you, you pump them things up and shoot them through a tree. Absolutely will. Yeah. It'll kill you. That's right. Uh, um, hey, real life, real crime time. And y'all, this is a hard one. I saw this guy's photo yesterday, um, and it happens right here. A Baton Rouge man. Is facing charges after officials found hundreds of images containing child porn in his home. Ronald Curtis Sanders, 64, of Baton Rouge, was arrested on Tuesday, August 8, on 300 counts of porn involving juveniles under the age of 13, mm. and two counts, close your ears, Miss Jerry, two counts of sexual abuse of an animal. Law enforcement found Sanders in possession of of uh, 
300 images of child sexual abuse materials and bestiality on electronic devices at his home. Investigators said Sanders admitted to them that he downloaded the material into his home computer and organized them into files. Investigators say the images they seized include porn involving babies and bestiality with children. Disgusting. That is unbelievable. And my my homies, my good people, um, the East Baton Rouge Sheriff's Office and the Louisiana Bureau of Investigation Cybercrime Unit, and they're badass. They're from the Attorney General's Office, uh, work together on this investigation. Yeah. Holy Just, shit. You know, and you're seeing more and more of babies of and, and child babies. Porn. Be, with and, and this shit is out there online. Uh, these people so are disturbing. are finding places where uh, it exists, right. and it's. I mean, because there's so much more of it happening than ever happened I've, historically. I've worked them. Uh, won't tell the stories on it because it's too disturbing. But it's horrible. Well, we probably could have uh, staggered our stories better and separated the. Uh, real life real crime yes so uh this is a a particularly tough one and and woody i'm going to be interested in your thoughts on this but this is a uh, a story about a police officer out of the state of ohio who has been charged with murder in uh, uh in a shooting that occurred on the job a grand jury in ohio indicted ricky anderson who was a 30 year veteran of the Columbus Police Department on Friday in connection with the 2022 fatal shooting of 20-year-old Donovan Lewis. On August 30th, 2022, Anderson shot and killed Lewis as officers served a search warrant at Lewis's apartment. Lewis had been wanted on multiple felony charges, including domestic violence, assault, and improper handling of a firearm. Police body cam footage reportedly shows Anderson opening Lewis's bedroom door before almost immediately shooting once. Lewis, who was asleep in bed when this occurred, died at a local hospital. Columbus Police Chief Elaine Bryant said at a news conference last year that in the footage, it appeared Lewis was holding, quote, something in his hand. That something turned out to be a vape pen. Mm. This case has drawn much attention across the state and beyond as it involves, of course, a white police officer shooting and killing an unarmed black man. State authorities launched an investigation into the shooting. The investigation took nearly a year, which added even more tension to an already tense situation. Ultimately, Lewis's death was ruled a homicide. We are relieved that a grand jury... uh, that a grand jury concluded what we've known all along. Officer Ricky Anderson broke the law when he shot and killed Donovan Lewis as he laid in bed, attorneys for the Lewis family said on Friday. Columbus Police Department body cam video showed this clearly and nothing has changed in almost a year. The Lewis family has taken legal action against Anderson and other officers who raided the apartment. In a civil suit filed in February, Lewis family argued that the body cam footage shows Lewis never extended or raised his arms as if holding a weapon and did not present any threat to the officers. It's unclear if Anderson has entered a plea. Mark Collins, who's Anderson's attorney, said, quote, when we analyze police-involved shootings, we've got to look at the totality of the circumstances, and we are expressly forbidden from using 2020 hindsight because, unlike all of us, 
Officers are not afforded the luxury of armchair reflection uh, when they're faced with rapidly evolving volatile encounters in dangerous situations. So, Woody, I I don't know if you, uh, in all your experiences, uh, had something like this. I imagine there are all kinds of split-second decisions you've got to make. You know, the the news media today and, uh, you know, all the publicity and, and as oh. uh, much noise as there is in the country over race tr- takes this somewhere else. You got a, you got a 30 something year officer with uh, a perfect track record who uh, in that moment makes a decision that mm-hmm. uh, that ends a life and, and ruins his and. I would I would be curious on the video where they announcing the sheriff's office or police department search warrant whatever you, she's you, I'm I'm not I've cleared a thousand homes and every time I go into a room especially if I couldn't see anybody I'll I, I'll you know announce sheriff's office or state police uh, police uh, you know, show me your hands if I can't see anybody it. I'm screaming, show me your hands, show me your hands, and just in case they're hiding, right? And and they think uh, that I can't see them or I can see them where they're hiding, et cetera. But this guy having something in his hand, but they said he was asleep. So that tells me maybe he wasn't screaming as he made entry into it. I mean, if the guy woke up and, and raised something and he shot him, well, then – but obviously it didn't. And, well, and I'll tell you what happened right. between – when he started his career and when I was in kicking doors, we didn't have body cameras. Right. And, and I mean, I'm not saying. But you're conscious of the fact that you do. You're conscious yeah, of yeah. all of the stuff in the, uh, in the news media, all of these uh, issues over the last five years. I'm, I'm sure that in your head is I've got to be really careful and make sure, but also I don't want to get killed. I want to get home. Yeah. I want to and, go home at the end of my shift. But he still killed somebody that didn't have a gun. Yeah. No. That, that, that's I mean, and that I, guy I has a family that's like, what the hell? You right. Just it's going to probably come so back there's like two, a negligent two sides to that. Training uh, yeah. is heavily punished I mean, it, for that reason. It, he he made sure. he obviously made the wrong decision. Uh, um, I would expect it's going to come back like a negligent homicide or something because he certainly didn't go in there with the specific intent to kill right. anyone. And Would that be manslaughter or probably manslaughter? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they'll, they'll drop it down to whatever. But negligent is when you show such such lack of care of life that a reasonable person would have shown. Gotcha. So, but manslaughter yeah. is probably what they're going to go with. I don't know. It's hard. It's it's bad all the way it. around. Hate, There's nothing. The victim's family. Just... I hate it for that dude. He gave 30 years of his life. Yeah. All he was going home that day, and he went home in a police. Well, he went to jail but i don't know well Man, and it, i'm sure situation. it was remember the the minnesota female cop who thought she grabbed her taser and mm-hmm. and grabbed yeah. the gun yeah um, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, she just uh, got what out about the yeah. dallas um female police officer went into the wrong apartment and and thought it was her apartment and, and killed the person inside thought it was an intruder well look in all those situations you're under so much you know the i couldn't imagine being under that kind of stress to where uh, you don't know what you're walking into. And so you're already, I would imagine, in in an amped up state in a very, uh, you know, like Mike said, split second 
decision yep. that you have to make, and yep. and uh, you just pray your muscle memory and your training right. goes right. through for you. Pray you get it right. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I get it. I hate it for everybody. So. Yeah. You can now take off that belt and move freely around the cabin. It is a mile high crime for Monday and a fugitive wanted on a child sex trafficking charge in Fall River, Massachusetts, was arrested in Rhode Island. Almeida, uh, Mr. Almeida. Because his first name's not listed. <laughs> Ricardo Almeida yeah. was captured at the Rhode Island TF Green International Airport, where he was waiting on a flight to Florida. Police said Almeida fled Massachusetts in 2018, possibly to Florida, after a warrant was issued for his arrest. He was accused of sexual conduct uh, with a child under the age of 18. Almeida, who was 57, was the last defendant in a sex trafficking investigation who had not been arrested. State police said a girl was held against her will, drugged, and forced to engage in sexual acts. Two defendants who trafficked the juvenile were previously convicted following prosecution by the Bristol County District Attorney's Office and were sentenced to long state prison terms. State police said the Fall River Police Major Crimes Unit developed information that Almeida may have been in the area and members of the Massachusetts and Rhode Island Violent Fugitive Task Force determined Almeida was at the TF Green Airport where they arrested him without incident. I always said, can't outrun that paper. That's right. Warrant's going to catch your ass sooner or later. It might be five years, 20 years, sooner or later. Yeah, so I mean, this was back in – they've been looking for this guy since 2018. Right. Right. So, so like, five years yeah, ago. Yeah, five, six years. Uh, and they catch you, you know, why you would have a, a warrant for sex trafficking and try to take a flight is beyond exactly. me. That's it's probably, probably a lot facial, safer for you to drive. Facial recognition now and all yeah. that stuff they got. So um, they got him. Well, good. I'm glad they got him. Hey, y'all. My wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause. Hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. She was amazed at how much Hormone Harmony reduced her symptoms and supported her mood and her general well-being. Hormone Harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, Poor sleep and feeling tired all the time. Occasional bloating and gas. No desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code 
RLRC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RLRC for 15% off today. Looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? I was too, and then I tried Recess Mood. Recess Mood replaced that after-dinner alcoholic beverage for me, so I saw a difference in both my mood and my belly. It's made with real fruit, it is only 20 calories, and it contains no added sugar. Recess Mood is infused with functional ingredients like mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens, so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangovers. Recess Mood tastes great, too, and comes in four different flavors. My favorite flavor is the Strawberry Rose. So whether you need a moment away from the errands, work, and kids, or you just need a moment to chill during dinnertime chaos, Recess Mood is where it's at whenever you need to relax and unwind. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash RLRC and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Absolutely. I can. You can now take off that belt and move freely around the cabin. There we go. No time. Time for Kinky Crimes on Monday. And here we have it, y'all. Now, you know, there's a lot of places you can have public sex. Um, there are? Yeah, anywhere in public, legally? right? No, legally? no, no, not oh, legally. Oh, you could oh. you could make the poor decision, let's say that, to have public sex, but this should be a dumb criminal also. A couple was arrested for having sex in a car, right? Yep. Right outside of jail. There you go. The pair caused traffic to slow <laughs> as they were parked on a street in Springfield, Oregon, on a Sunday afternoon. Kelly, you sure that's not legal in Springfield, Oregon? Maybe it is. Everything Kelly, else. Kelly is Nutson, legal, twenty-four, and her boyfriend Logan Jackson, thirty-three, had been at the Brick House Strip Club. The Brick House, and she liked the it. Brick. The Brick, right? And, and parked across the street. Instead of going home, they got in their car and then they got carried away. Well, I mean, it happened. Right? Well, you there you go. Especially um, outside the strip club. Yeah. Then the police turned up do. around 5.45 p.m. while they were naked and in the throes of passion. <laughs> yeah, how dare you stop well, wait, our fun. I, did I miss that? Is the, is wait, the wait, brick wait. house right across come, from come, the police come, station? Coming up to listen. Police at the scene said, we normally tell them to go someplace that's safer than a parking lot or wherever we might find them. In this case, we had traffic being slowed down, and we had someone <laughs> complaining bet. about it, so we had to take action. Someone complaining? Right. Ah, party but, but, y'all, evidently, the jail, maybe it's not a really good side, side of town. You got the brick house, and you got the, the parking lot, and they're getting it on Actually, I jail. think right probably have cops all over town fighting to get assigned oh, that precinct. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah, well, yeah, you're probably right. There's a nice brunch over at the I'm brick sure, house. I'm sure, I mean, yeah, the free brunch. <laughs> the buffet. <laughs> the buffet, that's it. But uh, I'm pretty sure old Kelly might have swung around a pole a few times yeah. in her day, and then maybe she's just, you know. 
Yeah. Unbelievable at that. Who wants to run a hotel room? <laughs> right. A lot of, of you know, cars. Free. $30 on the <laughs> Might have been a really comfortable car. I mean, Maybe so. it, it's all about the car. Right? Well, well I think it was Mike it that reported it. <laughs> No, he I didn't get I'd none, have, so nobody I'd gets none. That's I'd his have, I'd have put out construction <laughs> cones. I'd have put out construction cones and just rerouted the traffic yeah, so they could keep so going. They keep going. <laughs> Let them handle their business, right? So, mm. well, it's you pretty know, kinky. It is what it is. Kinky crowds. Yeah. Kinky yeah, Oregonians don't have sex outside the jail. People. Good one. Go to the champagne room. The Burke house. house. Everybody, Google the Burke house strip club. <laughs> Got to do it. You got to imagine. In Springfield, Oregon. In Springfield, Oregon. <laughs> That's a good. What's the best name for a strip joint that you mm. can think of? Mm. I don't know. Boobies are us. <laughs> I have no idea. There what was there was a place right uh, right outside Metro Airport in Detroit. Called the Landing Strip. Oh, that's a you, good one. You Michigan listeners will know the Landing Strip well. I, I thought she was going to say "laid over LAID." No, but that was that so was laid. what was great about that is you could leave to catch your flight, but plan right a little cocktail time right, with your buddies right before you there made you your go. flight. There so you, you could go. stop at the Landing Strip, do an hour, hour and a half there right. before heading or down to you to can come back. And go to the landing strip before you go home, and, right? Yeah. Oh, when you if you're a if you live in Detroit, when you when you yeah, yeah. land back you at come home, back and head over to the landing stop strip. Stop off yeah, at the landing yeah, strip. That's a good idea. I actually probably have seen the landing strip because I've been to Detroit several times for work. <laughs> just didn't pay attention to it. Platinum <laughs> Plus. <laughs> What's the uh, one in Atlanta? They they that, uh, that they shut down that the the Knicks basically had hey, the New York hey, Knicks had let me tell you, spent millions the, when the Gold Club was in Atlanta back in the is. mid nineties. Yeah. We were walk, we were there for LSU um, LSU Clemson and mm. for the Peach Bowl, and they got a bus a limo bus coming down thing on a loudspeaker that says, "Come on, fellas, get on board. All nude, free entrance. Gold Club. You can." People were piling on that thing. <laughs> and that place hey, you gotta, was enormous. Listen, but when you go in there, you never got to get a lap dance because everybody's fully nude. You get to stand over and gawk. <laughs> Not that I've been but, there. So what happened? Went, they shut it down or something? I don't know. They yeah. Must, yeah, yeah, really no, did, yeah, no, they, they had to shut it down. Why? Yeah. Tragedy. No, there were a couple of ma- – but there was a major thing involving the Knicks. I think there's even a 30 for 30 on it. Really, um, mm. I have to look that one up. Yeah, I'll, uh, but was, I'll give you the answers about the totally 30, new. the, the uh, Gold Club. Banjos and Banjos. fiddles. Dumb. I want to get the whole album. Fort Myers Beach. I was just there Fort Myers. a couple months ago. Fort Myers Beach. I was close there. There's a famous guy, a guy that became a legend there. You guys have probably heard of him. Christopher Cron. Have you heard of Christopher Cron? Does he have Cron's disease? <laughs> uh, he might. He might. But that no, Crohn's? I don't, that's Crohn's, yeah. But there Crohn's. could be a Cron's disease as well. But <laughs> it could be. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Christopher Cron of Fort Myers Beach, Florida, is an amateur criminal and a professional dimwit. He 
created his own personal how not to commit burglary instructional video when he tried to rob a restaurant after closing one night. Mm. He made a series of six mistakes. Let's review those. Review mistake number one. He tripped the alarm when he broke in. There you go. Mistake number two. He failed to flee after hearing the not silent alarm. There you go. Trace. Mistake number three, when ADT called the restaurant after being notified of the alarm, Cron answered the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Mistake number four, he gave the ADT employee his real name. Oh, my God. Mistake number five, when he finally got the bright idea to leave, all he took was a bottle of Grand Marnier and a beer. There you go. Mistake number six. Having gotten away with the crime, he returned to the restaurant the next day and was recognized by an employee who had seen him on surveillance video. Kron was arrested on the spot, and that is how you become a local legend, folks. You answer the phone for the alarm company. (laughs) And then you you take some Grand Marnier and a beer. I mean, hey, if you didn't notice, I was using my Spanish from Rosetta Stone, as you instructed me to do. I've been learning it. But he... Should have stole some Hello Fresh. Yeah, that shit is the bomb. These are Hello Fresh. <laughs> it is a dunk. I don't know that you could steal Hello Fresh from where he was, but but he is a professional dimwit. I mean, that is yeah. a. Uh, well, he wouldn't have he, to steal he it earned, if he used code RRC. He earned his <laughs> legendary status, and that was, he gets some banjos in the. He's fiddle. a serious Christopher banjos and. like that that was a good one fiddling all right they stole what they stole what what they steal how about a classic porsche 911 turbo from a classic car museum there you go that's right a man away with that well i'm gonna tell you about it woody everton thank you for asking yes sir a man from florida did more than just touch a porsche 930 Turbo on display at the Sarasota Classic Car Museum. He stole it and registered it using fake documents, and now he's in police custody. Imagine that. Some may have watched too many action movies over the years and end up believing they are movie characters in real life. A 36-year-old man from Florida, Daniel Boyce, must have confused reality with a movie star. That's right. Back in June, he came up with a plan to steal a 1977 Porsche 911-930 Turbo, not from someone's driveway, not from a shopping mall parking lot, but from a classic car museum. He was no Memphis Reigns, though, Woody. And the car theft obviously took more than 60 seconds to be completed. But somehow he managed to do it. To get the Porsche out of the museum, he had to move seven other cars out of the way. Why not steal one of those? And that's what I was wondering. And no security guards seemed to have bothered him in the process. Mm. Actually, the museum staff kind of helped him in the process. They left the keys inside in the footwell area. This is where they hid the keys to all the vehicles. Yeah, so the burglary alarm went off, 
but when police arrived at the scene, it was too late. The metallic brown coupe was long gone. A surveillance camera caught footage of the car rated at around $250,000, driven away at 5.15 a.m. Another camera placed outside the museum showed an unknown person entering the property. But that was all investigators had at the time. The authorities got uh, tips. Uh, several days later from someone who called police to tell them they had seen Daniel Boyce with the Porsche at a warehouse. By the time police officers found him, he had already registered the car using the the VIN number of a Porsche that he had actually crashed 23 years earlier and sold to a salvage yard somewhere in California. So in order to register the car, he came up with an entire file of documents. He had a main registration, an odometer verification letter, and many other things that turned out to be fake. Boyce seemed to have a very smart plan set up until he listed his own personal cell phone number. The stolen car was recovered, and Boyce was eventually arrested after failing to show up uh, for a grand theft auto charge. Apparently, it was not the first time he stole a car, but it will hopefully be his last police found a photo of the stolen Porsche on his phone, which is how they were hundred percent sure he stole it. And he is currently arrested without bond at the Sarasota County jail in Florida, facing a felony charge of scheming to defraud. That's crazy. That is insane. Man, he went, he, he almost like he pulled was, it off. He said, it seems like he's pretty intelligent. If you can move seven cars, come up with fake documents. And, and crazy thing was, sure, and they're, they're sort of offering you a free test drive when they leave the keys right. in the car right. there for you. I mean, I want to know what seven, I mean, it's in a classic car museum, what seven cars. I, yeah. Out of the way. Yeah. How long does it take? But well, he must have been. He must have been a Porsche. That must have been. They must have left the keys in every car. Yeah. Then. Yeah. They left the keys in the well of every car. But but he must have been specifically a uh, you know a, a a vintage Porsche. Uh, uh, obviously. Well, he for sure was because he, he, he had the VIN that. number. Yeah. yeah. I can't tell if someone asked my VIN number right now and be like, do. I don't know. No he I had a VIN number from twenty three years ago. Still he, with him. He's he been playing in this for a long. That blew my long mind. Time. Hey, I almost what the it hell off. are the police doing? The alarm goes off, and then he's got time to move seven cars. Yeah. They must have been busy that night. Yeah, that's I crazy. So. But being smart, you would think he would understand how unique that car is. Right, and right. He's not going to be able to do it's any just, of the it's things not like he's gonna be able he to wants sell to do it with on it. eBay. Yeah, that's the thing, and and actually. Uh, for once, Mike, you bring up a good point, and that—that's <laughs> the second time this. That is the second time. That is a lot of this. These collectible things that people sell. Look, you can you go steal art. You go steal a million dollar uh, Andy Warhol from somewhere that. that's very rare. What are you going to do with it? Nothing. You can't sell it to anybody. You, put, you, you can't even display it. Most you likely. wouldn't have to put it in your spank bank because you own it. And put it in your wall. In your yeah, or something, right? If an Andy Warhol is in your spank bank, you got problems. Oh, yeah. Well, I'd agree. With a lot that. of people have problems. Yeah. But you know, people do. They steal these these items yeah. all the time yeah. that are so rare and so valuable. You really can't they, do anything. They'll with sell them. them to collectors that just put them in their personal, for lack of a better term, spank bank. Yeah. At half price or whatever. I mean, you know, I think Mike has an Andy Warhol on his wall. Mike's got it. No, I've got a, I've got he's a got hundred, a, hundred Biden. He's got. A, he's got a, <laughs> You got a Hunter Biden Shit. finger painting. He's got a <laughs> finger painting. You got a Van Gogh. <laughs> a Van Gogh, yeah. So we, that is. We do blow off it on Friday nights. Yes. That is 
They stole. They stole what? That's a good for one. Monday. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. That, that was, was interesting. Good. We'll post. I actually have a picture of the Porsche after they recovered it. It's beautiful. Hey, you know what? Let's, let's engage the listeners. That the for banjos and they stole what and kinky crimes. Y'all and y'all know. Y'all got to have some good stories out there from your own, own local mm-hmm. area. Send them in to us. And they do. From yeah. time to time, yeah. they do. I know yeah. that I sent one to Mike the other day that somebody sent to us on a on a Dumb Criminals. Yes, we love yeah, we those. Send it in. Any new stories Even, you come yeah, across that you think too, Not just fun. The, the, the segments, yeah. but anything. Yeah, but if you want me to use a story, you shouldn't send it to me with, I'm not going to do this dumb story this bitch sent. Do you want to do it? <laughs> because I, then I'm not going to do it, Jim. Everybody knows that never happened. <laughs> Everybody knows that's yeah, not yeah. true. Gift. I don't speak that way. <laughs> Gift of love up that's in right. this studio, boy. That's right. I ain't got to have another. Thank you for that I story. Guess. I do uh, appreciate it. Yeah. All right. And slam on Facebook. I'm demanding a board meeting immediately after this. Yes. Let's talk about ourrescue.org real quick. Ourrescue.org. Uh, you know, we, we talked about a human trafficking story in this episode, and uh, and we do want to remind you that it is the biggest crime right now in uh, really in the world, much less the United States. So, you know, if you need more information, if you want to look on how to possibly support, go to ourrescue.org. And there's tons of information there for you. Yeah, it's ourrescue.org. Um, pull it up immediately. comes up with Fight Child Trafficking, Operation Underground Railroad. Operation Underground Railroad exists to rescue children from trafficking and exploitation, help end modern-day slavery, support our mission to rescue children from trafficking, join the fight. There you go. It's All important. the information you want. It's, it's important. very important. Save one kid, y'all. That's right. Focus on the one, not the first family. move we should make is declaring uh, those cartels terrorists and oh, going and that. going after them hard that. because Amen. that'll save a lot of yeah. lives. Amen. I agree with that. All right. Well, All right. Any final thoughts, Woody? Board meeting after immediately after this. Year. Oh yeah. Yeah, we've got we, we got, got some sanctions we, to lay down. I've had enough. About I've had enough. No authority to lay down sanctions. The, the, we're gonna find oh, out. Oh yeah. No. Any final well, thoughts? Maybe we may have to move it to uh, to tomorrow. Yeah. That's right. Let's talk. Some about things it. are are coming. That's right. And we'll let y'all know. That's it. So until next time, <laughs> I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. I'm Mike Agavino. I'm a voting board member. Yes. <laughs> and your host of Real Life or a Crime Daily. Peace. Peace. Michelle Susky. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about.
As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, Information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C O R I E N T.com. Corient.com.